This episode of Enough is brought to you by Instacast for iOS. I really hope you're still not using iTunes to listen to our shows. The podcast features built into iOS aren't really that great. Like For example, you can't download shows, most shows over an hour, over 3G. Instacast by Vimedio is the answer to all of your podcasting problems. It's got everything you want from a podcast player and then some. It shows all of our artwork great and it really blows them up nicely to show on your lock screen when they're playing. You can skip forward and back 30 seconds by just tapping the the, the forward and previous buttons. It has some fantastic features. Um, it, you, know, it, you can refresh everything, all of your subscriptions really quickly with a pull to refresh motion. I really think you should check it out. I think you'll love it. It actually feels like how podcasting should be on iOS. You know, listening to your podcast, it feels like it's part of the built-in functionality. You can find out more at vermedio.com forward slash Instacast. And of course, there'll be a link in the show notes. It's only $1.99 on the App Store. And just before we start this week's episode, just one last thing while I've got you here. Um, we've recently launched a new show or brought a new show into the 70 Decibels Network. And that's the Mics on Mics podcast. Um, it's from Mike Vardy of Vardy.me and Michael Schechter of abetamess.com. A couple of great guys who um, I really respect and love working with and have, have done some stuff with before. Um, they do a podcast all about productivity. Um, it's a really good show, so good that I wanted to have it as part of the network. I think if you listen to enough, you'll really enjoy this show. So go check them out. It's at 70 decibelscom forward slash Mike's on Mike's. That's M-I-K-E-S-O-N-M-I-C-S. So, let's get on with enough. Good, well, I guess this afternoon, Mike, uh, but to listeners it might be morning or Anything. evening or whenever you happen to be listening to this. Hi. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're both pretty punchy today. Yeah. So the next several yeah. episodes will probably be bonkers. Uh, hopefully full of laughter um, mm -hmm. and uh, such. Uh, in preparation for this, I'm putting on my emergency clown nose. Mm -mm. Thank you. Uh, available at emergencyclownnose.com. Don't leave home without one. Um, <clears throat> and and that's a plug for a client of mine, by the way. Um, and you should buy an emergency clown nose. Yeah, I'm wearing it. I really am. I have a red nose on. Hope, you, you know what's I hope funny? We have Come in the show notes now. Then. Yeah, exactly. That's the plan. You see, this is as a matter of fact. We should just do like an all plug episode. Where you know we we just say you want us to plug your plug, plug your product, make a you know make a a, a twenty five dollar or higher donation to the seventy decibels network, and we will plug your product on an all plug enough. <laughs> uh, how many listeners do you think we would lose if we did something like that? All of them. <laughs> So the funny thing about these emergency clown noses is that they uh, actually come in multiple colors, including brown. <laughs> Great. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I'm glad you got the joke. <laughs> and you want to know what's funny? Uh, all of the uh, bottles uh, say emergency clown nose. Except for the one that's brown, which is emergency brown nose. <laughs> oh well in any case i digress uh so today um we had a it was a listener who asked us about this to discuss um 
you know, we, we talk a lot about, you know, keeping your air bare and all of this other stuff. What we don't, uh, haven't really talked a whole lot about is data sets and, and can, kind of keeping that small. And uh, I think I think that's an important and interesting topic because uh, increasingly what's taking up space on our machines is not so much applications and menu bar items and things in our dock and things like that, but the data that those things create and contain. Does that make sense? Yeah, and this was submitted to us by a faithful listener, Adrian Short. Thank you very much, Adrian, for submitting that to us over Twitter. Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, it is a really interesting topic and one I can't necessarily say I'm all that great at. There are certain certain data sets that I have on my Mac, which I know are way, way too big, but I can't seem to. So when you're, when you're saying data sets, do you mean like a type of uh, file, like music files, or like are you talking about the amount of data you have in one application? Uh, yes, both, right? Uh, I guess when I say data set, I'm thinking, well, because music files kind of are that now, right? I mean, it's, you know, gosh, I've got, you know, 40,000 songs in iTunes, you know, or, you know, whatever it is, 100,000, you know. I, I mean, it's that, you know, because there's an example of music files that actually, or something that fits both of those criterias, mm-hmm. uh, i.e. music files and things stored in iTunes, right? Yeah, and, yeah. But I but iTunes obviously can store much more than that. It can Movies, which would be the big one, I guess, right? Right, exactly. Especially if they're HD movies, TV shows. Especially if they're the HD version of the TV shows, um, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really easy to kind of just let that stuff pile up, pile up, pile up. Um. And for me, for me, it's email. Hmm, I'm just going to, isn't it interesting? So what are you using then? You're not a Gmail user? No, I don't use Gmail. Okay. I, I have, I, I, email's too personal to me to trust to a third party vendor. Um, uh, I have an IMAP based email account, uh, and it, uh, it has transitioned from a pop base uh, from way back in the day. But I'm just going to give you an idea of what I'm talking about here about uh, when I say that I, I know I have a problem here. So I, I just uh, clicked on my email archive, and this is just my personal archive, not my... Uh, so I've got a personal e- IMAP account and a... A business machine methods IMAP account, and I keep I have a separate archive for each, um, and all mail eventually ends up in the archive. Hmm. Um, currently, in my personal archive, I have twenty seven thousand two hundred and eighteen messages. Do you know what that isn't? Minimal. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> the earliest message in that archive folder is from December sixteenth, nineteen ninety nine. I think you have a problem. Does this is this episode now become an intervention for you? 
Is that why I need to well stage right be. now? You may, you may have found the point at which I need to eat my own medicine. Yeah, right. So I think this episode's about to take a massive turn on its head. Um, <laughs> and I apologize to Adrian if we're about to not give him what he wants, but I now need to ask you a set of very important questions. <laughs> no. <laughs> why do you have... Why do you? Why are you doing this? Like, it, in, in all seriousness, this is not me. I, that, that sounded like it was a joke, but why do you have that amount of email like what what compels you to keep that wow this is the roles have just reversed i know is this just bizarre um <sighs> this is a perfect example of sentimental clutter um one of the things that uh, that a lot of professional organizers will tell you, and there have been studies done on this, is in dealing with sentimental clutter, one of the reasons it's so difficult to get rid of is that we have a greater emotional bond with it, right? We have a greater emotional bond with this this T-shirt that our kid made for us when they were in second grade, you know, um, and now they're adults and, you know, we have this, still have this t-shirt that we can't, you know, it's ugly and it's ratty and there's no way we would ever, ever wear it, but we can't get rid of it. Why? Well, because it's, we have an emotional bond with it. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, this, this particular email I just looked at, I have an emotional bond with. And one of the tips that professional organizers and such will give you is that when dealing with sentimental, crush, uh, sentimental clutter, um, have a friend come over and help. And have the rule be, you can't touch it. You can't touch this item. Because the moment that you touch something, the more that you form, uh, the, the greater and stronger that emotional bond becomes. So every time you go to try to get rid of this thing, just picking it up and becomes that much harder, mm -hmm. right? And that you have a friend come over, have the friend pick these things up, show them to you one by one and say, where does this belong? What should we do with this? Do you really need this? What is it? You know, could you take a picture of this and have that be okay? An okay way to, to, have that memory um, and get rid of the thing, right? Um, and that it will be much easier if you're not touching it. Well, I just touched this email again. And uh, it's, it's, it's too... Um, uh, she wasn't a girlfriend, but she was someone who I was rather close with for a time. Mm -hmm. And we, you know, had these long emails back and forth that meant a lot to me, especially during a time when I was going through a particular painful period. My wife had had uh, had just left, um, well, you know, fairly recently, and uh, she was in a, you know, she was in a difficult relationship herself and was kind of at the tail end of it, and we really. We really leaned on each other for support, and and uh, you know that was very helpful to me, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. But here's the deal: 
here's, you know, another one, December 17th, 1999. Okay, now I've touched it, right? Here's this back and forth exchange during that same time period. Oh, look, here's my AMP radio registration code. <laughs> Yo, what? AMP radio. It was, it was a, a old uh, uh, internet radio uh, um, application for Mac OS 8 or 9. <laughs> so do you have, like, is, is email your big guilty pleasure here? Do you have other data sets that um, you either keep too, you know, too much of or maybe not enough of? You know, I mean, like some people would say, for example, when I say that I don't keep any local copies of the podcasts once they're published, like I delete the GarageBand file and I delete the MP3s from my system. Some mm-hmm. people think that's mental, <laughs> like I should be keeping a backup of that. But, mm-hmm. you know, as I've always said, once it's out there and it's out there and, I, you know, after a couple of days, I know there's no critical flaw. Like you haven't swore and I haven't bleeped it out, you know, that sort of thing, you know, yeah. Um uh, once that's out there in the world, I feel personally there's no point in me keeping it because it's out there, you know, if one of our hosts explodes, there are probably someone in the world might have a copy of the episode or it's gone forever. You know, such is life is the way that I look at that sort of stuff. Yeah. Because otherwise yeah. I have a potentially infinitely expanding need for space, which I don't want. So I think that I, in regards to the actual the podcast, I keep that data set very small, like unnecessarily small in some people's eyes. Do you have any that are like that, as well as the email being ridiculously large, Pat? Yeah, <laughs> it is ridiculously <laughs> large. Well, and I haven't even, that's just my personal account, right? Uh, so clicking on the archive, uh, and not to not answer your other question, I will, I'll get to it, but uh, clicking on my machine methods archive here, um, that also goes back to 1999. Um uh, December 22nd, uh, and that's 8,890 messages. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. There is zero reason for me to keep most of that stuff. I mean, really, anything more than a year old, I probably will never need to find again. But I. Ah. You know, and maybe I could just, you know, take my current backup, you know, of my mail folder, clone it, and then delete it, knowing that I could always restore that stuff at a later date. Yeah, there's lots of ways I I could and should deal with this, but just... Haven't and can't. And it's it's really that there's there's no cost to it for me. Right, mail isn't running any slower. I can, you know, I can That's click on on archive, and all of that stuff is there. It counts it up in a matter of seconds, and I can scroll through very quickly. Oh, here we are, two thousand six. Oh, here we are, two thousand eleven. Oh, here we are, two thousand ten. You see what I'm saying? I can I can get to anything very quickly. And here, let me search for something. Say from. Uh, from uh, that uh, friend I just spoke of. Oh, there it is. Boom. And now I have every email that she's ever sent me. Boom. I mean, mail is ridiculously fast once it once it runs its, 
you know, algorithms or whatever against all of that data. And <laughs> Mail so there's is, Mail is ridiculously f- fast after the hour it takes to start up. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Uh, you it doesn't. Know, you know my problem with Mail. You know I can't stand it. Yeah. I think everybody knows that by now. And, yeah. And I jest because I hate it so much. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, but it, I just don't have that problem. Look, I just quit it, and I just relaunched I just clicked the relaunch button. It's already up. I don't have that same problem as mm. you. I don't know why. Um, well, and I and I also have um, checking for like SSL certificates and things like that. So before I can start using it, I get these two pop-up boxes telling me that it's an unsigned certificate, blah, 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 blah. Um, and I click through those. But even still, that adds two seconds to whatever the other two seconds it takes to start up so it starts up fast for me okay getting back to your question are there other things that i'm just like nope delete get rid of bye 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 sure i um um uh the way i have my dropbox organized um my dropbox folder is that i have um uh i have a um, inbox folder. So everything that goes into into Dropbox starts off in the inbox. Mm-hmm. Like it's something I'm working on, and I save it to the inbox. I, you know, working, you know, I, I download this stuff, and I want to save it. Okay, great. Save it to the inbox. And then I go through that inbox and organize things and uh, on a regular basis. You know, similar to kind of the GTD idea is that about once a week I go through that inbox and I organize things. And I, at that point, start deciding, okay, yep, need to keep that. Nope, don't need to keep that. Don't need to keep that. Okay, need to keep that. Like, for instance, all of the the, the text files that contain uh, the, the, the show notes that I do. I toss those. For the very, very much the same reason that you tossed the episodes, right? I figure a, that stuff is out there in the world. I don't need to keep it. B, um, we've got a copy of it up on our our the shared page that we use to organize the podcast and and, and backpack, you know. So I can always get it from there. Um, you know, C, I can always just go directly to the episodes and copy and paste that stuff if I really needed it. Yeah, exactly. Um, there are some right. things where you can allow them to live in the cloud. And I think that might be what Adrian was potentially looking at. I don't know. And, and, and Adrian, please get in touch if we've not even nearly answered your question, which I think there is a strong possibility of. But, <laughs> I mean, the way that I look at a lot of this stuff now is I try and work out what can live in the cloud and what can live on the machine. And, and there are a lot of things that I don't consider to be critical that I think can live on the cloud. Yeah. The the only thing I would say to that is that maybe you want to consider because the cloud is not necessarily always 100% reliable. Um uh, and and uh you know services do kind of go under and do so quickly. And we covered this on a on a fairly recent episode where we talked about backing up your cloud and and such. I really like the idea of actually having a couple of various off-site locations uh, if, yeah. if you have the wherewithal to do so. Um, just like as, as much as I love and believe in, in uh, Dropbox, I make a regular backup of my Dropbox folder to a different off-site location. And 
the reason being, and of course, as a as a local folder stored on my Mac, it also gets backed up as part of my regular in-house backup as well. But I, the stuff in Dropbox is important enough to me that if uh, tomorrow Dropbox decided to shut down its servers or it had a massive explosion and, you know, lost everything, I would still have another copy somewhere. Yep. Right. And, and so I would say, if anything, it's okay to trust the cloud, the cloud as long as you diversify there as well. Right. In the same way that that everyone should have at least uh, three backups, two on-site, one off. Um, I think the same, the same kind of rationale um, um, kind of goes to, uh, to the cloud, that everyone, everything you have in the cloud should have at least one other cloud location and a local one if possible. Mm-hmm. You know, b- backup. Um so yeah there's there's plenty of data sets that I probably could reduce greatly. Uh at some point I really should go through Yojimbo. Um which, Yeah, cuz that's just a bucket, right? And, yeah, that, and yeah. that's like an ever expanding bucket that you don't delete. You know, it, yeah. the same you know how Evernote would be for somebody like Brett. Um it's just this massive thing that grows and grows and grows which does live in the cloud but also duplicates I assume yeah it duplicates locally. Evernote yeah, does. and, and Yojimbo's case is all local. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yojimbo. I mean, Dro- Dropbox doesn't count as the cloud, really, because, yeah, it lives there, but it also lives on your it machine, It also too. lives locally. All right. Yeah, yeah. And so it's important there. But the the other thing, too, is um, just going through, like, so, for instance, in, um, in Yojimbo... I've got 2,256 items mm-hmm. of, you know, of various sorts. And Yojimbo, you know, has notes and can store PDFs and can store images and can store bookmarks and can, you know, so. Um, but just looking at, say, the bookmarks, for instance, the bookmarks are 111 of that. All 111 of those I could throw up onto Penboard. There's no reason for me to keep them in Yojimbo. Mm-hmm. Right, it's just a matter of me taking the time to sit down with a nice cup of tea and go through each one of these and add, you know, add them to Pinboard and recreate my my tags there and the whole nine yards. Right, pain in the butt, but once it's done, it's done, and I get to delete a, a hundred items out of there. Right, um, and same uh, same thing with uh, you know, I probably have another hundred that are. Um, not uh, bookmarks, but uh, they have this other thing. What is it? What do they call it? It's um, oh, web archive, right? So I could also, uh, I'm sure, um, you know, get rid of all the web archives and throw those into, uh, you know, into Pinboard. And thus delete them from Yojimbo. You know? mm-hmm. So I, uh, you know, I could I could cut that down by a couple of hundred, and then I could probably go through and say, okay, all the all the recipes I have in here. Well, I'm going to take all of those and I'm going to put them in Basil, or I'm going to put them in, you know, in some other place that makes more sense to have recipes than Yojimbo. 
I mean, things like that. It's just a matter of sitting down and doing the work and going through and saying, yes, I need this. No, I don't need this. Um, because I think it's really easy to just kind of let that stuff just build and build and build and never touch it in the same way that I've done that with my mail. Hmm. <clears throat> So, so yeah, so here, you know, we finally have found, uh, you know, have found a point where, where, uh, you know, I... Uh, you you finally m- admitted that you're not as minimal as, ever, as you like to make out to be. I think that's what we've learned. <laughs> and that I'm currently buying MaximalMac.com uh, <laughs> as you speak. <laughs> Mr. Big Email Inbox. Ah... Uh. Yeah, I would like. To, I personally would like people to comment about this episode, and they can do that by going to seventy decibels dot com forward slash contact, or you can find me or Pat on Twitter. I'm at i mike i m y k e, and he is at Patrick Roan. That's easy to, enough to spell. You definitely know how to spell that, but it's p a t r i c k r h o n e. Um, and also Adrian, I explicitly ask for your. <laughs> feedback on this because I, I I would like to know if we even got close to what you wanted us to talk about and maybe we could revisit this after um, getting some feedback yeah yeah and please be, be gentle on me folks I'm, yeah, I'm don't freely laugh admitting that this is a problem and, mm. I, I, and I know and I know it falls down from everything uh, I normally uh, preach and teach uh, here uh, on enough and I I struggle with this stuff just like everybody else. The things that, as I've said many, many times before, I'm no guru here. I'm simply a student of this stuff asking questions. And the questions that I ask you are, trust me, not nearly as difficult as the questions I regularly have to ask myself. Right? Yeah. And this is one of them, right? This is one of those questions I I really have to ask myself. Like, how far back do I really need to keep my email? I mean, I'm, I, as it stands right now, let's see, if I were to, if I were to just go back through and get rid of everything before um, January of 2010, so that's two years. Some change, right? Mm-hmm. If I were to hit the delete key right now, I would delete fifteen thousand five hundred and forty messages. That's a, that's that's a lot of messages. <laughs> and it's that easy, right? It's just as easy as hitting the delete key, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I don't know if I can do it. I can't do it. I can't do it right now. Don't do it right now. Don't no, do it just because we had this episode. Don't. I can't do it right now. Don't subject yourself to, to that. I want to. Uh, you know, I really do, but I just don't think I can. I can't bring myself to do it. See, this is hard, folks. This stuff is really, really hard. It's emotionally hard. And, and I don't pretend to be to be any better at it than, than any anyone else. Uh, and and certainly I'm not here, and I need to be, and I want to be, 
but it, it's it's not always that easy, you know. Mm-hmm. So, so I I think that's a good takeaway from from uh, from today. Indeed. All right. Well, thanks a lot for uh, not laughing too much at me. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, thanks a lot, Michael. Yes. We'll chat later. We will. Cheers. (laughs) Cheers.